morning, everyone. Well, I love it that the house is full. Come on, look around you. Woohoo! Praise God. And you would have noticed our children are also with us, all the kids from Kids Church. If you're here from Kids Church, well, why don't you give a big wave to all of the uncle aunties here if you're from Kids Church. Come on. The teachers as well. Okay. Poor thing. You only have five people in your kids' church. Everybody else, I don't know where they are. Come on, if adults, you are seated next to them. Let's welcome the children in our, in our service. Welcome them. Give them a hug. Give them a high five. We are a family here in Glad Tidings and uh, generations upon generations, you know, and, and this is such a blessing in the church. Amen? Amen. Praise God. All right. We had two days. You know what? I look like a Methodist minister, you know. <laughs> I looked at someone in the mirror and said, Are you? Why like this? Huh? But okay, never mind. Chinese New Year. Huh? Anyway, two days before Chinese New Year, praise God. And um, it's a time for celebration. It's a time for us to get back together with our family. Some of you have just returned from overseas, from outstation, just to be here. And some of you are traveling. Of some of, many have already gone because you have been on leave since Friday, FT day, and then you are going to be on leave until after the uh, holidays over. You know, and it's just so great to be together with family. And only in Chinese New Year time, this Chinese New Year period, do I personally tune in to Chinese radio stations. Okay? It's only this time. You know, my Papa will come out, my 98.8 will come out, my 106.7 will come out, you know, and, uh, and, and I will start listening to all the Chinese songs and uh, this morning or so, I was just listening to it and when I was driving so, so I got leave, I listened to Chinese music, you know, Chinese songs, music. But it was, it's in these moments that something, something triggered if you look into your Facebook posts, some of you, and uh, if you listen to all these uh, Chinese stations, and if you watch things like While I Toy, you know, and all the Chinese channels, you will notice something as the Chinese New Year approaches. Something that they always talk about is about the zodiacs, right? Right? The coming year, in the next two days, the year is going to change the lunar calendar and it's going to be the year of the ball. Right? The year of the ball. And they will always talk about the different animal zodiac, the zodiac and animal zodiac, and how each zodiac will then correlate with this particular year. What you need to do, what you don't need to do, what you what you should expect, you know, and things like that. I, I don't know how many of you have noticed that. Okay, only two people. The rest of you don't watch TV, don't listen to radio, don't read anything. But wow, very good, like y'all. You'll go anywhere, so they will talk, you know, ah, this one, ah, this year, like this, like this, and then like that, like that, you know. And, and then there was this feng shui things that comes out, you know, what you need to do so that you can prepare for this new year. And so this was what triggered this message. Because to me, I feel, and I need, to, I need all of us to understand, that as children of God, the blessings of the Lord are ours. Amen. Amen. It is not determined by which year you are born and what, how it correlates with, with uh, uh, this year and what you need to do and what you don't need to do, what you need to avoid and what you don't need to avoid. How many of you want to live out of that, want to live away apart from those fear of not doing certain things and not getting the blessings of, of God? I, I, I don't want to be living in that kind of fear. Amen. 
I want to live set free. I want to live knowing that I have a blessing, a spiritual blessing from the Lord that lasts not just only for one year, but throughout my lifetime. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a praise offering. So, the title of my message is My Birthright and My Blessing. The title of my message is, I mean, I turned around, I'm supposed to come, come out already, you know? Ha, yeah, okay, okay, let's try again. But the title of my message is, uh, my birthright and my blessing. And it's found in two portions of scripture, in Genesis chapter 25 and Genesis chapter 27. Genesis chapter 25, verse 27 to 34, and Genesis 27, verse 33 to 40. Can I ask us to do this, a stand in honor of the word of God together? Let's read the word of God together. Teach your children that. Honor the word of God. Tell them to stand up together. If they can read, read along. All right? Can we do that? All right. Everybody's up. Can we get the scriptures up? Wow, pretty big, huh? I so scared. I so must stand aside. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. So the voice grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Now, Jacob cooked a stew and Esau came in from the field. And he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that some stew, for I am weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright of this day. And Esau said, Look, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright, Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Genesis chapter 27, verse 33. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who, where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I have blessed him, and indeed he shall be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry. And said to his father, Bless me, me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. And Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me those two times. He took away my birthright, and now, look, he has taken away my blessing. And he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Then Isaac answered and said to Esau, Indeed, I have made him your master, and all his brethren I have given to him as servants. With grain and wine I have sustained him. What shall I do now for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be the fatness 
of the earth and dew of from above. By the sword you shall live and you shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. Father, we ask that you will bless the reading of your word. You bless your word, Father, that it will bring life, it will speak life and truth into every single one of us. We pray, Father, for, for all who are here from young to old. Father, let there be understanding and knowledge of your word so that, God, we can live a life that is blessed, that is purposed by you and you alone. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The first thing I want us to understand from this portion of Scripture here is this. Your birthright and your blessings and your blessing are tied. Your birthright and your blessing are tied. They're tied together. We read here the account of Esau and Jacob. They are the children of Isaac and Rebekah. They're twins. Even in the mother's womb, there was a prophecy over them that said, there are two nations in your womb. One shall be greater than the other. Right? It was already prophesied. And the first child that came forth was? Children. The first child that came forth was? Esau. Very good. The children are so clever. They, they have been listening to their story, their Sunday school story. Esau came out first, followed by Jacob. Alright, so the two things, two things here we read about this text, which is the birthright, where you read in Genesis chapter 25, and then about the blessing in Genesis 27. The birthright, you must understand this, the birthright was a natural privilege given to the firstborn. Okay, the birthright was a natural privilege given to the firstborn. It was very precious, and the Hebrews valued it. But Esau sold it, and as a result of that, he also lost his patriarchal blessing. Why is it so precious? The birthright entitled the child to double portion of the paternal inheritance. Okay, it entitled the child to double portion of the paternal inheritance. It gave rule and authority in because... Uh, and, uh, and the patriarch of, and you become the patriarch of the house upon the demise of your father. You become the priest of the family, heir to the promised blessing that are all tied all the way back to Abraham. In fact, he would exercise considerable authority over all the other members of the family. The blessing that he received would also place him in a special covenant relationship with God. Right? So, that was what why it was so important. The birthright was something to be valued. The birthright was something that was exclusive, especially a natural privilege to the firstborn. Let me read in Genesis chapter 27 about the blessing. The blessing from, in the Hebrews' eyes, counted, they counted the blessing given by the father as something that is so important and considered to be an oral contract, which was just as binding as a written contract. Okay, so the blessing from the father was something that was so important because whatever that was spoken by the father, like when Abraham spoke a blessing over Isaac, it was binding. When Isaac spoke that blessing over Jacob, it was binding. It was something that he could not revoke. It was something that he could not take back. That's why when, when, when Esau begged for it, he couldn't say, okay, okay, now I take back all the blessings I've given to Esau, uh, to Jacob, and I give it back to you. No, he couldn't take it back. In Genesis chapter 48, it talks about how Joseph blessed his 12 sons. 
He gave that, pronounced that blessing over them. And every single one of those blessings helped carry them through to the promised land. It is very, very important, okay? So you must understand this. There's a tie between the birthright and the blessing. So what does this have to do with us? I'm glad you asked. Because to me, I feel that it is very disconcerting when people are so affected by all these metaphysical things, all the, um, all the blessings and all the feng shui and all the, 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 the animal zodiac, where, how you must angle a certain furniture in your house so that the prosperity will flow, how you need to have some water flowing in your house so that you know that the, the, there's no blockage, you know. I find it very disconcerting because it worries me if we, have, if we have believers also take on that kind of belief. I want you to understand this. We are born in sin, okay? We are born in sin. When we were first born, when we were first born, we are not, we are not, we were not born saints. We are all sinners saved by grace, amen? And then there comes to a point in your life where you confess Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord, and then it's what you call, you are born again. Amen? You are born again. You need to follow on with me, okay, for a little bit. Understand this because there's a very important tying in here. You are born again the moment you confess Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord. This means as a born again believer, we have a covenantal birthright. As a born-again believer, we have a covenantal birthright. You are a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Amen? And then it says in John 1.12, it says, You are called the child of God. You are called the child of God. That's our covenant, our birthright. That birthright gives us access to His blessings. That birthright, did you hear me? That birthright, that covenantal birthright, give us access to His blessings. Amen? And authority through Jesus Christ. I am a priest and an heir to all His blessings, the blessings of heaven. It says, it says that we are heirs of God and co-heirs of Christ. I am able to bless others. Don't underestimate the power of your salvation. Don't underestimate the power of your salvation. Don't underestimate the power of being connected to your Father in heaven. It is a spiritual birthright, which means you have rights. Which means you have rights. Come on, say, I have rights. I have rights as a child of God. Come on, say it. I have rights as a child of God. You are dangerous. So you be careful who you're sitting next to, man. You have rights as a child of God. I, I have rights to claim the blessings of healing because His Word says, by His stripes, I am healed. Amen? I have rights to claim His protection, the blessing of protection because He says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen? I have rights to claim. I have rights to claim that, that He is um, the divine demons. I have rights to speak to mountains and they shall be removed. I have rights. You have rights as a child of God. You have rights, a covenantal birthright that came because the moment you were born again, something happened. That change happened. You have now a relationship 
with the Lord of hosts, the maker of the heavens and the earth, who owns all things. And you have rights in the name of Jesus. And the blessings of God will flow through your life. Amen? Amen? Come on, let's give God the praise. Claim it. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. Oh no, you know, this thing is arranged a little bit 45 degrees. It's a bit too out. It's supposed to be only 30 degrees. Come on. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And every spiritual blessing in heaven is ours to inherit. Amen? Amen, 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 amen. I want us to understand that born-again believers, child of God, you have rights in the name of Jesus. You have rights to claim good health. You have rights, and, you have rights to the blessings of the power and the authority and dominion over six snakes and scorpions. You have rights to His presence. You have rights to His protection. You have rights to prosperity. Amen. Yes, so it's okay to say, Ong Mali, because I am a child of God. The prosperity of the Lord is upon me. Ong, many, many men Mali, okay? What? <laughs> so the birthright and the blessings are tied. And because you are a child of God, because the birthright, the covenantal of birthright is over your life, the blessings of the Lord can and flow through, will flow through you and your household. Amen? Amen. Secondly, I want you to understand this. You can't despise the birthright, and expect the blessing. You cannot despise the birthright and expect the blessing. In this Old Testament story, we see Esau sold his birthright. Isaac blessed Jacob. He was blessed with refreshing. He was blessed with, with dew from heaven, perpetual favour, abundance, and kingly authority. That was his blessing, the blessing that he lost. In fact, it says in uh, Genesis chapter 27, it says, this is the blessing that, that Jacob got from Isaac, okay? The, the younger one who deceived and got the blessing. This is the blessing that Isaac, that Isaac gave to Jacob. May God give you heaven's dew and earth, earth's richness, an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and people bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed. May those who bless you be blessed. Wow. And guess what? Esau lost this blessing. He lost this blessing of abundance. He lost this blessing of authority. He lost this blessing of protection. He lost this blessing. He lost access to both when he lost, when he sold his birthright. As long as you have your birthright, there is a promise of refreshing. There is a promise of abundance, a blessing and authority. This man got into trouble when he relinquished his birthright. He lost access to his relationship with his father. It had better been a good meal. <laughs> it had better be a good meal. <laughs> because it says in the Bible, in Genesis chapter 25, Esau sold his birthright for a bowl of lentil soup. He sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. Now, at any time, if any one of you want to bring me out for a meal, just saying, just saying, okay? Don't have to ask me whether I like 
Western or Chinese or what. Because I will tell you, I won't tell you also, I'll just let you know now, okay? I like Indian food. <laughs> I love Indian food, okay? It's a comfort food to me. Now, the, some of the pastors, Pastor George, huh? Some of the pastors and, uh, and us, we, we like to frequent this particular restaurant once in a while when we have the time to gather together for fellowship over lunch. Uh, we, would <laughs> we would go to Masala Wheels in Old Town. It's not an unfamiliar caterer or, or restaurant because they have catered even for some of our church events, okay? So they serve some of the yummiest lamb barbel and the chicken pratal and it's yummy lah, okay? Yummy. I know you're all hungry already now because some of you haven't had breakfast yet, okay? But let me say this. I will never trade my birthright for a plate of banana leaf rice. Come on. I will never trade my salvation for the best fried chicken in the world. For the best dal in the world. I cook dal at home. I wish I can cook a bowl of dal and trade it with some of you. You give me your birthright, you give me your inheritance. I wish I can do that. But that's not the point. The point here is he sold his birthright for a bowl of lentil soup, which is dal. Lentil, right? They have different types of lentil. They have red lentil, yellow lentil, orange lentil, whatever lentil. Lentil soup. Don't even know whether it got meat inside or not, but he sold it for a bowl of soup. I will never sell my birthright. I will never sell my sensual, the, my, 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 the things that I like over my salvation. I want you to understand this. Every time, every time you choose your sensual thing over a spiritual, you sell your birthright. Every time you choose something sensual over what is... Wow, I've got booby trap here also. Every time you sell something sensual, sell your, your birthright, sure. You, 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 sell, you sell the salvation to be something to be so cheap because you give in to the sensuality of life. You give in to something that is so temporal. The hunger was so much that you gave in to it. The desire was so much you gave in to it. Every time you give in to your flesh, you are selling your birthright. The birthright is sacred. Being born again is sacred. The birthright shows who you are connected to. You don't want to be disconnected from your Father in heaven. Amen? You don't want to be disconnected to your Father in heaven. I am a child of God. It defines my identity. I am an heir of God and a co-heir of Christ. I am a born-again believer. Inheriting birthright sometimes means having to sacrifice profoundly and give up the pleasures of, and desires of the here and now. You have to make choices along the way in your life. You will have to make choices when temptation comes before you. You have to make those choices whether or not it's compromising in my faith for the temporal 
For just a short period of time, am I giving up what matters in the long term? Which is the blessing and spiritual inheritance that is promised for all those who believe. Genesis chapter 25, 34, it says this. Very sad. Esau despised his birthright. Hmm. The word despise literally translates to he counted worthless. Hmm. He counted worthless. He counted it worthless. That birthright that was so special and exclusive and natural privilege given to him, he counted it worthless. If we choose the central things that satisfy the flesh, we undervalue our birthright as a born-again child of God. I want you to understand this. He never saw that value even before this whole blessing thing came along. Against the advice of his parents, Esau married two Hittite women. The Hittite women were known for idolatry and, and adultery. He married outside of the covenantal people. And then, not enough, the third wife he married was Ishmael's daughter. He was already unequally yoked in that way. He was unequally yoked. What is the meaning of unequally yoked? In those days, when you want to, to, put, when you want to plow the earth with your oxen, you need to find two oxen that are of the same about the same height and the same length, same size. So that when you put the yoke on, right, when you put the yoke on, it is balanced. And when it's balanced, they can walk straight. Correct? But if you have one that is bigger and one that is smaller, you have a yoke that is slanted, unequal. And when that happens, the bigger one or the smaller one both have to compensate the way they walk so that they can walk in forward. You will never have a straight line when you have an unequally yoked relationship. When you have an unequally yoked oxen, you can never plow in a straight line because it is always trying to compensate for one another. You will be able to plow, but it will be saying it here and there. But if you have an equally yoked relationship, you walk forward together, it's a straight line. You want a good harvest, be equally yoked. Amen? Okay, it gets very quiet here. Amen? He married people outside from the covenantal nation. You sell yourself short when you buy into short-term pleasures instead of God's long-term plans. Hold tightly to your birthright, your salvation. Jacob deceived Isaac with the mother's help. We saw that in Genesis chapter 27. If you go back and read it, it's a very, very sad situation when, when parents have favoritism. You know, and, and so, so he, he, Rebecca knew that Isaac is in his last days and he knew that he was going to release that blessing. And so he deceived and told the younger son, come on, quickly, I'll cook the meat for you, you know, and then you put on fur so that it feels like your brother. And he went to his father's presence and Isaac blessed Jacob, thinking that he was Esau. But 
think what is important for us to understand here is this. When Esau sold his birthright, when Esau sold his birthright, he lost his blessing. There are many people There are many people here, they're not, not here, sorry, many people, many people around the world, Christians around the world, who still continue to live a life of sin, but still want to claim the blessings of God. It's almost like you're starting a business. But somehow in that business, you know along the way, there is some money laundering involved. There's some illegal goods involved. There is some unscrupulous tactics that you are going to apply into this business. And then you ask the pastors, please come and pray for protection and blessing over me. That was what, exactly what Esau did. He lived a life that was not honouring the Lord. He was sinning, he was doing things that he wasn't supposed to do. He married women which, are, which will not do him good and say, where's the blessing for me? Don't you have one more blessing for me, oh Father? One more blessing for me? You cannot despise the birthright and expect the blessing. Satan's tactic has not changed from those days till now. Do you remember when Jesus, after his fasting, he temp Jesus was tempted by the devil himself? He offered him, turn this stone into bread, right? It was also food. If Jesus were to succumb to it and say, Ayo, I'm so hungry, who cares about my salvation? I will turn this stone into bread, I want to eat, I'm hungry. He would have lost everything. Fall down, you know, throw yourself down. He will send his angels over you. He was testing the power of God, the protection of God. And if he were to do it, what is there? What, what is it that he was doing? What, what was he trying to, to, to prove? We test the boundaries with God many, many times. He also showed him, brought him to the highest peak and said, Look, everything is yours as long as you bow down and you worship me. Same tactic, correct? Same tactic that it was used. You buy into the sensual, you will lose an eternal blessing. So if you want to stay blessed, walk in His ways. Walk in His word. Follow after Him. Follow His ways. Follow all His precepts. Every day of your life, and know that the birthright and the blessing is yours and the blessings of the Lord are in abundance. Can I just say this to you? There are several thousand promises in the Bible for you to claim. That's enough for to last you a few years if you only claim once a day. But some of us a bit more, you know, we want to claim a few. Lah. Several thousand promises of God that are available for you to claim in the Word of God, if you walk in His ways and you walk in His precepts. Don't despise your birthright. Don't despise your salvation over 
something that is so temporal. Don't trade eternal life for a moment of pleasure. Don't trade eternal life for a moment of pleasure. And finally, your blessing from God flows from a relationship with Him. Your blessing with God flows from a relationship with Him. This is the key to unlock all the blessings. All these are keys to unlock your blessing. You must understand the birthright, your birthright, the covenantal birthright as you are a born-again believer, you are a child of God. You must understand that you cannot despise your blessing, and your, your birthright and expect the blessing. And lastly, your blessing from God flows from a relationship with Him. Birthright indicates a family relationship. You're connected. You can't claim the benefits of the birthright. You can't claim the benefits of the birthright if you are not a son. Correct? You must have a relationship. Casey, I want to ask you, how many sons do you have? Uh, I have four. Four sons. Are they very special to you? Of course, they are very special to me. Yeah. This is number... The first one and then the, second, the youngest one. Number one and number four, the rest are all overseas studying and whatever, right? Now, Casey, as an earthly father, has four sons. These boys have access to the father like nobody else does. Correct? My children cannot come and say, Ah, oh, please, Uncle Casey, I so want, I so want a supplementary credit card. <laughs> yeah, see the son is like, ha, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You have an inheritance that you will pass on to them, that you will not pass on to anybody, anybody else's children. Because why? They have a relationship with you. They are your children. They bear your last name. Correct? It is a very special relationship. It is a very special relationship, a father-son relationship that entails... You know, a lot of times, you know what, we, we, like, we like the blessing, you know. But we've got no time for relationship. We like the blessing, but we've got no time for the relationship. We like all the blessings, come on, we claim, we claim, claim. But we've got no time to spend in the presence of God. We've got no time to honour the Sabbath. We've got no time to read His Word. We've got no time to worship Him. We've got no time to seek His face first and the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Then all these things shall be added to you. It doesn't work that way. The blessings of God will flow through your relationship with Him. Amen? The blessings of God will flow through your relationship with Him. We want a blessing of the covenant, but many times without the relationship of the birthright. In other words, because I want you to understand, in John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, in other words, because God has made us children, his children, we have full rights to receive His inheritance. Well, listen to this. Because God has made us His children, we have full rights to receive His inheritance. It is a special connection and it's not, given, it's not access to everybody. Romans 8 verse 16 to 17 says this. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. If we are children, then we are heirs. Come on, how many heirs here? 
only those down here. The ones at the balcony, are you heirs of God? Come on. We are heirs. We are heirs of God and co-heirs of Christ. For indeed, we share in His sufferings in order that we may also share in His glory. Hallelujah. There is nothing that depicts and illustrates this better. For us to understand it better is this. Have any one of you seen the musical Annie? Annie. The sun will come out tomorrow. Annie? Yeah? Now, when Annie moved from the orphanage, when she moved from the orphanage when she was adopted by the by Oliver Warbucks, and she moved into the Warbucks mansion. It was an incredible change for her. She leaves behind a spiteful, alcoholic caretaker and enters into a relationship with a loving father. A loving father that she, from having no possession to having a fortune at her disposal. The hard knock life was now overcome by a sunny tomorrow. It's the same with you and with me. We were once without any spiritual inheritance. Our life before Christ. Why is it that when you know and during baptism and all, there is the form to fill and then we write there a testimony, the life before Christ. It was empty. It was this. It was that. I was void of love. I, and we write all these things because we were empty. We were without that spiritual inheritance. But the moment you say, now that I have received Jesus, my life after Christ, I have the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. Those situations may not change. I know God is with me. He walks me through, even through the darkest and most difficult moments in my life. Because we are now adopted as sons and daughters of the Most High God. And that spiritual inheritance is now ours because of the relationship that we have with Him that connection that we have with our Father in heaven. You need to understand that Satan cannot steal your birthright. Satan cannot steal your birthright. Satan cannot steal your salvation from you. Right? Satan cannot steal your birthright. Satan cannot steal your salvation from you. He cannot break your relationship with God. Once you accepted Him as personal Saviour and Lord, you are born again, whether you feel it or not. Some of us feel, yeah, I don't feel like I'm born again. You are born again. The moment you said the sinner's prayer, you are born again. But you can sell it. You can sell it. When you walk out of alignment with God, when you willfully break your relationship with your Father in heaven, you sell your birthright for worldly pleasures. When you do that, the devil can... Oh. When you sell your birthright, then the devil can steal your blessing. Esau sold his birthright. Jacob stole his blessing. Esau sold his birthright, but Jacob stole his blessing. You can sell your birthright. You can walk out of your salvation. And when you walk out of your salvation, Satan can steal your blessing. 
The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He will steal joy from your life. He will kill your spirit and destroy everything that you have established. Because if you don't choose to honor God and honor His ways, all these things can be taken. Because the moment Esau sold his birthright, he already lost his blessing. Countless people have lost his blessings. They've got it stolen and willfully, when they willfully sold their birthright, giving up their relationship with God for momentary pleasure. And when you wonder why you're not blessed and why you're not seeing that breakthrough in your life. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16 to 17 says this. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau. My. From, from a firstborn who is supposed to inherit the patriarchal line, he is now referred to as a profane person. It's no longer Abraham, Isaac and Esau. It's Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, what happened? He was rejected. For he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. You can cry, oh God. He cried exceedingly, wept exceedingly. He wept over the loss of his blessing. He wept over the loss of his blessing. Please understand this. Many of us weep over the loss of our blessings. I don't care. How come, how come I didn't get that car? How come I didn't get the house? How come I didn't get a job? How come I didn't get that girl I liked? Or the boy, I, I, I really, I, he was, was so handsome. Why? How come? We cry over the loss of blessings. He cried over the loss of blessings rather than the fact that he lost his birthright rather than the fact that he lost his relationship and that connection with his father. Perhaps some of us along the way, we too may have strayed. I want us to know this. Esau didn't get a second chance. He didn't get that kind of blessing that, that Jacob got. Jacob's blessings were supernatural. They were supernatural blessings. How many of you want a supernatural blessing? I, yeah, I mean, me, 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 God, me. I want a supernatural blessing. It was, it was a supernatural blessing that no man and nobody can alter and can, can, can navigate so that I can get those blessings. The blessings that Esau got were natural blessings. Natural blessings that will come out from hard work. Natural blessings that will come out from, from if you do things in a certain way. But I want a supernatural blessing. I want a supernatural blessing that will open gates and open doors and have access to places that people say, no way, you cannot enter in those places. Amen? I want the favour of the Lord that's come, that comes upon my life that is so abundant and is so great that whatever I say, whatever I do, whatever I will have, make an impact that will last for a lifetime, even in people's lives. Amen? I don't want just a natural blessing. I want a supernatural blessing. Esau didn't get a second chance. But friends, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, 
and all that is within me. We serve a God of grace. We serve a God of love. We serve a God of second chances. That earthly father could not revoke that blessing from Jacob. But now, in this period of grace that we are all living in, God gives us second chances to say that don't weep over the blessings. Restore your relationship with me first. I want to bless you, but it starts off with a relationship. It starts off with a relationship with a Father who loves you. It starts off with a relationship with a God that has unending blessings, unending promises over your life. We're not there. He's not Santa Claus. When you're naughty, He won't get your blessings. He wants us to have a good relationship with Him. And out of that abundance of that relationship with Him, you will understand and unlock all the blessings and all the promises of God in the Bible for your life. Amen. Amen. How many of you want to be blessed this morning? You want to live a life that is blessed all the way from now until kingdom comes, until the Lord takes us home. Every day of my life, I want to live blessed. Not only when things are, or not only when I do something right or I do something wrong, then only, you know, or, or, or have to worry about, about oh no, what zodiac am I? No! You are not an animal. You are a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, let's give Him the praise. I declare and decree that over all of you, God's blessings over your life and your family, the devil cannot rob you of your position in Him. All those people who want to be blessed, stand to your feet. Teach this to your children. Help them to understand this. That the blessings of the Lord and their birthright and their gift of salvation is something that is so tied together that they should never give up their salvation for something that is so temporal. Teach it to them. Help them to understand that you cannot despise your birthright and expect the blessing. Help them to know that you have access to all the promises and all the blessings of God when you have a relationship with God who is not like an earthly father like Isaac who could not give blessings, who rejected him. You have access to a God who loves you and who wants that relation, restore relationships with you so that the blessings of God can once again flow in and through your life. God came. The devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said He came to give you life. And life in abundance. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give Him praise. You're going to start singing this song. And I know there are you, many of you are here with your families, your children as well. You want to pray over every single one of you, if you want to come to the altar and dedicate yourselves to the Lord and say, God, I want that blessing of the Lord. 
Let me and my household always serve the Lord. Let our hearts not depart from you, my children, my children's children, oh God. From generation to generation, we will honour you and the blessings of the Lord will flow through one generation to another. If that's you, I want you to quickly come out all together with the family as you're a single person. Just come out because those blessings will flow through your, your siblings, your parents and all those related to you. Come on, if you're there, I want you to quickly come out forward as we start singing this song to claim the blessings of the Lord. Thank you, Lord.